jump right into it. Hello, everybody. Um, Betty and the Yeti here, aka Lisa and Owen. And we are, of course, joined by a special guest today, Ted Lawson from Avery ISD. So nice to have you here. Um, it's obvious we, have, we can't hide it with not like something that's split up. We're like, hey, we're just like, here's our guest. <laughs> um, Ted, I think it would be great if you want to uh, do a little bit of introduction and kind of uh, a little bit about you, and then we'll kind of just jump into our conversation. I'm Ted Lawson. I am the, uh, I'm a technology teacher and I am the assistant IT director at a small school district here in good old state of Texas. Um, I'm a big nerd. I like a lot of games. I like movies. I build little plastic models of robots and uh, I fix broken things. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So Ted, you and I, am, I'm trying to think of, we met a while ago. It's and been a couple of years. <laughs> yeah. And then Owen, am I correct that you guys met first time in Austin? Or, yes. Okay, good. Yes. Um, at a show. Um, but you, you know, oh, and you kind of knew uh, from things that I had said about Ted before that. Yeah, you told me a lot about Ted, uh, about what Ted does, and, what, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to get on with that guy. <laughs> <laughs> and Ted, you had met our uh, colleague, uh, our lead technical mm -hmm. architect the year before mm -hmm. in San Antonio, and I had, yeah. we had a, because I kind of briefed him as well, because I think with our group of friends, we all kind of have similar um, things that we're very passionate about. And I know that you and our colleague had a bunch of things that you were, and I was just like, this is so great that we, I can oh, introduce yeah. to people that are kind of, <laughs> we're all like this group of like super nerds that we all have these similar interests. Um, and so last week, guys, if you uh, listened to that one, we talked about gaming. Owen and I kind of went into some of our games that were, got us introduced to that kind of culture things that we played as a kid all the way up until now, and we kind of touched on esports. So while, of course, you know how our podcasts go, we bounce on a billion different subjects. That is one of the things that I reached out to Ted for was, if there is anybody that knows anything about esports, <laughs> like this is who you want to talk to anytime I talk to anyone and they reference it I was like I've got a guy <laughs> I got a guy <laughs> I got a guy that steals stuff from other people like what is that no it's the Snoop Dogg reference he's like I got a guy that knows a guy that steals stuff like you're my guy I'm like I know a guy <laughs> that's really good with esports so um Owen I'm not sure where should we we have so many different like avenues and different things that we can talk about where we I think we want to find out exactly when it comes if we're talking about esports we want to know exactly what it is that you're doing with esports yeah. from the front and how you got so let's start from the beginning let's go through the history <laughs> why it is that you're doing it and why you're doing it as well man a lot of pressure <laughs> <laughs> so I mean I've watched esports kind of grow up I remember watching when I was in high school, maybe middle school, I remember watching like Fatality, you know, like one of the first big kind of known esports gamers. I think it was, I think he played Quake, if I remember correctly, it was a game. Like, I remember watching like a news thing on him on like ABC or NBC News one night, my mom. Mom was like, wow, this guy makes a lot of money playing video games? Like, really? That's a thing? <laughs> and this is back in like 2000, maybe eight or nine. So this is like right towards the beginning of the stuff. And and, like, I just remember watching, I was like, man, that's really cool. And so, I've always been in the games. Like, I remember the first game that I played was 
I had I, I had a like a Looney Tunes game that I remember I was a little bit kid that I had on my I got to play on my brother's PlayStation, and then I then I discovered Mega Man X. Follow after that, that was the game that I rented out every single week. That any anyone else who wanted to rent it from the local Albertsons like grocery store, you weren't getting it. Sorry, I had it. <laughs> and so you know I've been in the games for a long time, and so it. When I uh, when I I've been like following the kind of esports stuff I've dabbled in live streaming I still do, and um, and so like when I became a teacher and I was go I started working at the school I graduated from, um, I was like you know there's there's no there's a lot of people here that are really in the games and there's like a big kind of group of kids that didn't really have an outlet to really you know like you know the athletes have their kind of their sports you know the artists have their art classes and stuff but and the ag kids have their agriculture stuff but there's like for that little like kind of the nerds there there wasn't really a, a little group or like anything for them to do after school and so and you know, not, not just nerds necessarily but I mean, any kids welcome but um we so we kind of looked at you know doing esports at school and i and i was new to this so i kind of discovered everything just winging it pretty much the first semester and still in a couple cases um and so I found a league. There's a uh, to join. Um, that that's what we that's what we kind of got started. And the first game we in that league had was Rocket League, League of Legends, and Smite. Um, we we didn't have anyone that played Rocket League or or, or sorry, we didn't have anyone played uh, League of Legends or Smite. But we had a couple that were that knew what Rocket League was. And for those who don't know, Rocket League is a game where you have basically a car with a rocket strapped to it, and you're trying to play <laughs> soccer. <laughs> Except you yeah. can go flying in the air and do all kinds of crazy, you know, maneuvers that I can't do, but the kids can do. I'm terrible at it, for the record. You don't have to be good to be an esports coach. You don't have to be actually that great at the game. You just got to know how to kind of the strategy behind it. So um, we had, and so I had some kids, you know, interest, so interest. I was like, okay, look, you know, let's do, let's do it. So we signed up for the league, and it, the league we had, we there's different kinds of leagues I've kind of seen. There's ones that everything's very manual. This one was easy because, like, it automatically, like, you type in, like, used to type in the game. It automatically, like, send you an invite, and then you click it, and you're pulled into the game with the other team. You're in, you know, you start playing. Whereas there's some, you know, you have to make a custom lobby, certain stuff, and then mm -hmm. that's how you – and then everyone joins. So there's different, like, leagues that kind of do different stuff. And, um, and of course, there's costs involved with some of them too. Uh, and, like, the one that we – the one that we're in, there's a little bit more – since it's more automated, there's a little bit more cost to it. But – in my and because I just don't have the time to me, it was worth it because like I said, I kind of do like I kind of wear three hats right now at the school I work at. <laughs> and so, uh, when, when we started, this league it was really cool because it's automated, it just does it keeps statistics for you, which is really nice. Like, if I want to see like my, my kids want to be like, okay, how many goals did I get like the last two games? You just go to their little page and see like all their stats and stuff all lined up. Which, if I was having to keep stats manually, I'd probably lose my mind, right. But they, they have the ability within this to play other school districts mm -hmm. as in a league yeah. as if, like, I know you and I know UIL, and there is a, yeah. one of those where I kind of explain what UIL and the different mm -hmm. things to, to Owen, which I'm sure you guys have over there. But it, it's essentially, you know, like sports, you know, basketball, football, that sort of thing, where they can compete against each other. And am I correct that they can kind of like bracket, they go up to the ranks until there's like a state competition? Yeah. So the way this one works specifically, like you, I, the first year, because there weren't enough team, because the league, I think is only the second year of actually, or May, May 1st or second year of actually being a thing. Um, we played teams from Texas and Illinois. And then the second semester or the next year, I think it was the fall semester, this, this past fall, um, we played 
just Texas teams. That was it. Because there was enough teams to, like, fill. I think there was, I think, a total, like, oh, like, 80 teams. Because wow. each school can put as many teams as they want. This is, you know, because if you have – because Rocket League is a uh, three-person game. Um, and then we use we usually I usually try to keep at least one two alternates per team to, just in case. Um, so like, and typically that person's one that like uh, does a lot of other stuff at the school too. So sometimes they're not always available anyway. But usually it, it always usually works out that when this kid's gone, this one's available. So it's kind of worked out because like I say we're a very small school, so like kids are involved in like everything. Um, and so it, it's nice because like I say it, it automatically matches you up and stuff. Um, and you can, and you know, every time you win a game, you go up in the rank. And I think, I want to say it's like the top 25 or so, I think, make it to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we've made it to the playoffs the last two, I guess two, yeah. We didn't get to finish this season because of all the COVID stuff. But the last two seasons, we actually made it to the playoffs, which is really cool. Um, we got beaten the first round each time, unfortunately. But um, because, like, this – this was the second season my the my the, the students in my uh, teams have ever played the game, so that's not bad for being rookies. In my bad. They yeah. they improved quite a bit over like you know, and a couple of them bought the game on their own in the summer and stuff, which is cool. Because like one thing with this league too, which is nice, because you pay for it, um, you actually they give you a code for a key for the game for to use for the season. So you know, it's cool that they're able to do that. And but of course, if they want to buy, if they already own the game, they can link their account with it. That way they can keep all the stats and stuff they earn throughout the season in their own account too. So you can go either way. So you can either bring your own you bring your own copy of the game with you or you can use one uh, that's provided by the league for the season, which is pretty cool. Now when they're competing, is this something that they have to do? Is it kind of they have to be in like one kind of area, like a lab or the can they can be remote? Is that how it works? Or I mean, we, how regulated is it? This one is you have to be in the same like in the same room in the lab like or something you know with computers like at the school mm-hmm. okay. because um, they get your they get your school the way it works with this one is they get your school's IP address and so the network traffic has to be coming from that address. Okay. okay. Um, and so when COVID happened, they adjusted where you know if you if you if your kids have the ability to play remotely, then we, they'll allow it. But unfortunately, like the issue we have is that like pretty much my entire team, I think except one kid. Um, none of them have internet at their houses that can play games on, like like uh, multiplayer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we weren't able to continue the season after uh, we like we got our first we got we got out for spring break, and then that's when we shut down uh, the school where you could no one could go to the school. So um, it was that. But normally, under normal circumstances, uh, everyone plays together. Like they come into my lab, and then I have all the computer setup ready to go. Uh, at, I think we play at four thirty usually. Um, I have you know. All the stuff said this come in. I make sure everything's up to date, and we just, you know, I, I usually try to get. I usually tell them to get to like an hour, thirty minutes to an hour early, depending on what they. Because I know some of them like, some of them have practice and stuff or other sports, and they they'll get out of that a little early to come to come over and play. And so we'll have like a few uh, like warm up games, and they'll when they just go to the lobby, wait, and then when they get the invite, they get pulled into the actual match, which is pretty cool. Actually, it's all automated. Yeah, I was I was curious because when we we're talking about it, of like how it's structured, kind of you know, like the UIL league where they have, you know, a district level where they have to play, but it's very regulated. Like there's people there. And I was just curious as to with this a gaming sort of aspect of it, like how does that work? Like how do you keep everyone on the, you know, level that it's fair and equal across the board for everybody? 
I mean, it's on the honor system, really, as far as, like, mm-hmm. you know, they have to have – they can't play unless there is someone there to supervise them. So, like, mm-hmm. I have to be there or another coach or someone – someone has to be there to supervise them um, and watch them and make sure, you know, they're not, like, you know, using the hack or something goofy. Like right, right. Um, and I'm sure, like, I know on the server side, because since it's it's something they – I'm sure there is, some, like, some sort of detection stuff or, like, cheats and stuff like that in their in the stuff. Because the game – the games naturally have some of that already built into it. Um just because, like, say, I mean, they because they have like deals with like um, the publishers of like, the actual game, so they have some like APIs and stuff that they use to actually create the matches and get the stats and stuff like that. So I'm sure, I'm sure they have something in the background that kind of would detect something. I would assume, um, but I mean, there is like, and for us, the way we do it is I kind of do it similar to like how UIL works. Like, you know, you have to be passing your classes. You can't, you know, be a fan of classes yeah. still play. Um, and that's like you know, basically, I I kind of mirrored uh, like the requirements like for basketball and stuff like that with some adjustments, of course. Um, like you know, having passed your classes can't be failing that kind of stuff. Um, you know, if you get in trouble, like you get ISS or something for school, you can't play for, until you know you're out of ISS and you you know put your time in and stuff. Um, so I mean, just, I I try what's to mirror what's that. Up, what's, what's ISS out of interest? Uh, in school, <laughs> don't have that. Right. Ted, I was just about to have. I was like, okay, for our UK listeners, which is a large part of our audience, let me do a quick sidebar about what Ted and I are talking about. So, uh, UIL is University Interscholastic League. Am I correct? Like, yeah. Okay, so this is a um, a, a board that makes sure that they're academic and athletic there's a certain set of rules that you have to apply to in a school district like ted was saying that student athletes and student academics that compete in these contests have to have a certain grade point average they have to come to school they can't have discipline problems they can't be um, like truant problems and that encourages them to you know be a bigger part of their community within the school district because they want to compete in these. Um, And then, like you said, ISS is in school suspension for discipline issues. Um, There's also just suspension outright. (laughs) Discipline problems. Uh, I know at my school district, we had demerit system. If you had a certain number of points or demerits, you couldn't compete. Um, And so most school districts have that where it kind of keeps these kids that may be, have disciplinary issues or they may not do very well in traditional classes that may excel at academics, esports, or athletics. And to encourage them to do better in the other areas, they have to re- they have to meet these requirements to compete. And so that's why UIL is kind of important. And as far as esports, I think that they're coming under that kind of guideline now as just like academics and athletics that you're going to have to meet a certain criteria to be able to um, play in these leagues. <clears throat> yeah. So it's sort of complicated. Did I clear as mud? Sort of? <laughs> a little bit. That so was like the cliff it, note version. Is it an effective and robust system then? Yeah, I mean, I mean, for us it is. I mean, in my opinion, it is. I mean, it keeps it because the kids, you know, maybe before you know they do, they know they're about to do something goofy. They realize, okay, if I do this, I get trouble. I might not be able to play basketball. You know, like mm-hmm. there's, or you know, if I'm failing, they, you know, they work hard to put their grades up. And there's been cases like in in where I've, you know, I have had some kids come to me. It's like, look, I want to play, but you know, I had one last year that, um, like, they were kind of struggling in some of the classes, and like I was, you know, all right, you know, if you get your grades up, you can play. You can, because uh, they were supposed to add Fortnite to the list of games that were in the league. Um, and so that was a big you know, motivator for him. So he was he was coming after school, like, staying a little bit to practice. And then, like, he was, you know, need help at school or something. He, he was going more to his teachers to get help and stuff. So it actually kind of encouraged him to 
try to work a little bit hard to get his grades and stuff up so he can be eligible to play, which was, you know, really cool to see. Um, and then I think that's something we need a bit more of, of over, over here because we don't have... Phones off, uh, like he owed me a dollar. This is why it's ringing because you're off work. That's why it's ringing. Oh I'm no! Off. Oh yeah, Ted, I'm totally off work right now. <laughs> I uh, had I took some vacation time that I rarely ever do, but I figured if I don't use it, I lose it. And yeah, it's just good. My mom's in South Carolina. And we, we couldn't no. go because all the stuff. So. All the Corona and the two week and the uh, for quarantine and everything else that's happening right now in the state and uh, the mask rule and our Corona cases and golly, they're even shutting down like fireworks stands. You know, mm-hmm. crap is going down if they're shutting down fireworks stand <laughs> in the state of Texas right before. They should have done it for July. a lot longer for you guys because it wouldn't have had, this wouldn't be happening right now if they just did it what we did it well what most of Europe <laughs> did at the beginning. I know, but uh, we don't like to be told what to do. <laughs> Ah, uh, nobody, nobody likes to be told. Rebels yeah. like that. <laughs> <laughs> we do not like being, uh, the fact that it lasted as long as it did without a lot of pushback was fairly Your surprising. guys, your guy's problem is Fox News. That's your problem. <laughs> See, we're going to have to edit Twitter. that out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. I don't Twitter. know if this is going to be edited out. Uh, uh, yeah. Fox, I blame Fox News 100%. <laughs> yeah, kind of the... Um, my opinion uh, is in general yeah <laughs> um that explosive like oh my god you know it's like that thing about what in your house is can kill you news at 11 <laughs> you know and it's like something you're like if you have a gun like oh well, of course mm-hmm. like the um or if you drink ammonia under the sink you're like that's what i waited till 11 to find out like thanks news it's like did you know if you eat a tie pod you might die you might die but they have that well, kind of that blurb where <laughs> did you know if you go yeah. to the grocery store you could and it's just normal stuff like wash your hands put a mask on it's funny because um, you can tell you can tell it's owned by you can tell it's owned by rupert murdoch because he does the exact same thing as his newspapers over here where he pe- You'll, they'll print out shit like, oh, what can kill you? This can kill you. But the moment, but what's interesting is, is the moment you start, say it's like they, you, something's going to kill you, but then two or three months down the line, they take it off the shelves. I'm like, why are they taking that off the shelves? <laughs> it's like, well, because you told the public that it kills people. <laughs> yeah. But they just take it away our liberties. Freedom like you probably food. shouldn't <laughs> eat Tide Pods, <laughs> no matter how much they look yeah. like candy, which... If you've seen a Tide Pod, they really don't. Like, I, no. I never understood that. That and the toilet paper thing. I never understood I still don't get the toilet paper thing. Oh, I, I still don't know the thing. toilet paper thing. As to It was over how, here as well. We had the same problem. Toilet paper and paper towels. Like, how does that become a thing where you are a pandemic and you're like... Yeah, it's like... Yeah. Holy like, crap. Pandemic. Oh. It's, 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 they they oh, told everybody it's a, it's a cold. It, it's, it's basically like flu-like symptoms as a cold. Oh, we're gonna get the shits. Oh, we've got to get toilet paper. No, no, no. You're gonna get the cold. Why are we gonna get the shits? We've got to get toilet paper. It's a Charmin conspiracy. <laughs> I don't know what Charmin is in the UK um, because y'all don't have the bears. Y'all have like koalas or something, right? On oh, that sell. What is? No, no. <laughs> that sell your toilet paper. We have like the bears, like. Oh, Andrex. The puppies. Yeah. Is it a Andrex. bear? I know Andrex puppies. We do have a bear one, but it's Andrex. It's the most. Okay. Hmm. It's little, little golden. Or it was a koala. 
uh, but Ted, you know what I'm talking about, like the red and the blue bear that never talk about wiping its butt, but it's like yep. my butt, my fur is clean, and you know what they're talking about. <laughs> I yeah, and even now with this like second wave, aka the first wave that never stopped. If you go to the store right now, for whatever reason, toilet paper and paper towels are starting to get sold out again. Like canned food, I get toilet paper, I don't. Um, yeah, I went to go. I, w- I had to go to the store uh, a couple of days ago. And like hand soaps, like gone. The only thing less antibacterial, which you know is like a terrible thing for you. But like, there's like one specific like scent of like the blue soap, like I don't know, dial like something soap. That's mm-hmm. like that was this regular soap. It's like, I mean, I don't care. It's soap, so I bought soap it. And soap. Yeah. <laughs> it's like okay, but it's like all like the hand, the regular hand soap stuff gone. Like, uh, there's something else that was gone. Uh, Limit two. You only get two now. Like they didn't do three. that. Is it, oh, okay. Ooh, fancy. <laughs> Look at you. But yeah, the, the, there's a lot of signs now about limit to, um, I, th- I think a funny comment my husband made that was actually genius. He goes, oh my gosh, think of the millions of dollars we could have made if we were in the sticker industry. You know, all the stickers they have now that are on the floor <laughs> with all the distancing. That's just like, yeah, I know. <laughs> we could have been a millionaire with a sticker industry. <laughs> putting, um, six feet everywhere and all the plexiglass that's up. Mm-hmm that sad plexiglass. Um, I think Hobby Lobby for me is the jankiest plexiglass solution I've ever seen. It is literally a wooden dowel that they have taken, not like plastic, like sheeting. Mm. It's not even plex and just duct taped it. And it hangs down in front of these poor women and it's all like bubbly and everything. And they still, to talk to you, they still like do like this around it. Lean over, lean. Uh Yeah. uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, the same. It's the same with the like the gas stations here, and uh, like they put like two pieces of wood and threw some like some plastic in front of it, and uh, like then they cut a hole at the bottom for the money and stuff transaction. I'm like, well, if you're touching money that's been you know passed around to everybody, it's like, right? It's still. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Owen, is that something with the plexiglass? Is that prevalent over there? Have you seen a lot of the like? Yeah, shield? plexiglass is everywhere. It's yeah. everywhere. So in McDonald's, so our McDonald's have reopened. Um, but it's only drive through and basically every single person in the McDonald's, the employees, they're all behind plexiglass and all they do is they pass all their jobs through these plexiglass windows. <laughs> it's really weird to see inside it. So everyone is cornered off by a certain job based off their plexiglass they're behind. <laughs> little cubes have y'all seen the uh the video i saw it on reddit of the a bless her heart the older woman that was in the mcdonald's line and she went up to the sign and was trying to like make her order on the cardboard cutout of like the iphone of how to put your order in but it was just a cardboard cutout of an iphone and she couldn't figure out why it wasn't like and she kept hitting it and she was just like that's so weird i keep hitting the power button you know somewhere some guy's like that's brilliant why have we not done this yet (laughs) oh yeah but uh that's kind of where we're at right now and i know sorry ted go ahead oh yeah i was saying the the dairy queen here is doing the same thing so they have they they still never they never opened back up like their their dining eating uh like uh and so but they've been killing it. I've seen more people in that drive. Like, I mean, I had to sit in a line of like, I kid you not, this is a small town with like a population of like 2,500 people, like of like 10 cars it lined up at Dairy Queen, wanting to get some Dairy Queen, wanting to get some, some burgers and some milkshakes. And I was sitting there just like, this is happening right now. <laughs> I'm in a line. I'm like number six in line here to get a burger. 
what is my life coming to right now? <laughs> well, plexiglass. I hate to say, I don't know what it means about my town, but ours is the daiquiri place where it's a drive-through daiquiri. Their line is drive-through so... alcohol. Yes. Now here's the here's the drive-through alcohol. Okay, let me explain Are how this <laughs> let me explain how this works. So in Texas, you can actually drive through liquor stores uh, and buy alcohol. They'll uh, put it in your car. Now, what they do oh is they typically God. will open up your back door and put it in, and it has to have tape over it, so it's sealed for your safety. I don't know, but that's how you, you don't have to get out of your car. So this has been a thing so forever. Okay. Pop out of it while you're no, no, no. This has been a thing since forever this is not yeah, something that's new law. i think they put in a law like a couple years ago now. it was a, a while ago that you could drive through anyway so now they have they an adapt an, an adaption of the law are these drive-through daiquiri and margarita places where they can give you and sell you you cannot go inside like styrofoam cups of margaritas and daiquiris that so they take. No, 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 no. <laughs> they tape them with the straw on top because you're supposed to take them home and then drink them at home. Um, and That's so. There's supposed to be a fly on the wall inside of every customer <laughs> and count how many of them actually drink while they're driving. As they're like pulling out, they're like taking the tape off the top I of it. Never in a million years now <laughs> that um, so that's that's our that's our biggest line I've seen that blocks traffic is the drive-through daiquiri and margarita place where they're handing like and they'll give you like you know the cardboard tray of like four that are in there and they're all taped and they'll hand it through the window and they're like thank you sir and drive, <laughs> drive off into the night with their daiquiri and margaritas so what punish what punishment does drink driving get you over there on average um depends really anywhere from like it's monetary what's, what's the average what's the average punishment that you get for it is it a dui it's called or something mm -hmm. dwi yeah. i thought d yeah, I think dwi dui is for like uh drugs and dwi is for alcohol correct okay um it depends sure. you could get everything from a fine whereas if if it's a severe you go you have jail time but you can have several and then there's like they take your license and you have to go to these special schools mm -hmm. to like learn to not drink and drive they, they can um, also like suspend your license and mm -hmm. stuff like that too and yeah like, i know sometimes like if they, if they grab you sorry go on, carry on you carry on i was, I was just saying that sometimes like you know if they they'll arrest you like they'll arrest you and take you like to uh i guess to take you to the jail like to till you're good to go and then they'll like release you to go home um but then, like, you have to pay a fine or something. Or sometimes a couple nights in jail. Just it just yeah it depends on like the severity of it. It depends, or if you have a good lawyer or not. If you don't, the whole thing about don't say anything, because they can't give you a test like a breathalyzer or a roadside test if you don't agree to it. So what they'll do is they'll take you to the station and then you sit there until your lawyer. So your lawyer will intentionally take as long as possible to be able to get there, so that <laughs> when they do actually test you, you've had time for the the levels of whatever you have in your system to go down. And then that's how you get to pay a fine. Um, I've actually watched a YouTube video about this. Yeah, this is why. You don't get that privilege over here. <laughs> you do not get that privilege I don't know if that's a Texas thing or a, a, a sure. United States is a whole thing, but I know that there's a there's some, some lawyers on YouTube that are very funny about, like, don't say, well, they there's an expletive in there. They're like, shut the up 
and they give you like tips on if you get pulled over or whatever. One of their tips was like for this, <laughs> go to the, don't do the test because if you go to the jet, it, you know, you can have time for the alcohol to get out of your system sort of thing. But it just, it, it depends. Well, the easiest thing to do is not to drink and drive. Or, or crazy <laughs> thought, you could not go to the drive through margarita place <laughs> and buy margaritas. Over here, over here, it's a, if you, over if so with your delaying thing that you're saying about, so you can, if you can refuse to have a breath test on the side of the road, but you're going down to the jailhouse and you are having a blood test there and then. So that's your only chance is the journey from where you are, where you've been caught to the police station and then you have to have a blood test if you don't have a blood test you'll drink driving mate you're getting banned from driving for three four years <laughs> you lose your license for two years you have to retake take your test the average ban is between 12 12 and 12 months and two years you automatically you lose your license automatically you get caught drink driving you lose your license automatically you can get massive fines depending on the severity of it you go go to prison you're guaranteed to do community service as well. You have to do a course on drink driving, even though it's just like, don't drink, don't drink and drive. It's not brain dead. <laughs> Anyone drink? Way you'll drive over there. I can understand taking license away. Hey, I hate driving. And Ellen and I have talked about this before. I hate driving with them over there. I'm always like, no, I'm gonna look at the floorboard. I can't. Like, we're I'm on the wrong side of the car. I'm on the wrong side well, of the road. Because our, our roads are the one thing You're I noticed so when I came over there. The roads are smaller, <laughs> and our speed limits are higher than yours. <laughs> and our roads are bendy. <laughs> yeah. Um, they do not have those nice long Texas where you can see the horizon. There's none of those. They don't have that. It's like, oh, and left and right and left. And right. <laughs> this is one of our famous sidebars. We went from yeah, esports was... to talking about DWI. <laughs> from esports to COVID, the DWI. <laughs> DWI. This is, and so when I edit it, edit, I can't even say it, edit it together. I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> Um, I know one of the things that I want to talk about, because this is uh, in my former lifetime career, whatever you want to call it, I was passionate about, is Ted just did a huge networking project that I am like excited about for him because he sent me pictures and I, this is my geeking out thing. I had such a passion about like cord maintenance, <laughs> um, network cable server room just maintenance of your cabling was such a huge thing for me so when you sent those pictures i was just like yay we get to talk about something i'm like very passionate about oh man before it was it was so bad and because we had a company actually come um out and like install the equipment so we we bought it installed it and like based off like i had like a little <clears throat> schematic drawn up and if i have a picture somewhere i might send to you it's like it's on this like I got some of uh, the grid paper and like I drew like squares like, all right this is a switch this is the route <laughs> like and it's so like and they, so when they ask for like a network map I'm like here <laughs> it was it looked like a, it looked like a preschooler drew it I mean it was pretty rough but they, but it, it worked I mean most of them I mean it was easy to understand at least because I, I didn't have a Vizio and the software I had like was kind of not working correctly and like I couldn't make it big enough so I'm like you know I'm just gonna draw I got a ruler it's like all right here we go but uh, and so they they came and installed it based off the stuff and and the guys that came out and did it like I when I you know because they like cleaned up like all the f stuff on the floor I mean they they did a great job and I was like 
I was watching it all in one day. I was like, wow, this is awesome. It's all, it's, and then like when they're done, like I walked in here, it's like, yeah. This is the nicest, like, server cable room I have been in since ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, for the, our audio listeners, uh, Ted has allowed us to show some images that he has sent that I'm going to post in the video um, as we're talking about this. So if you want to see what we're talking about, I'm actually going to post those uh, before and after pictures. I, I'm sure you've seen these, even if you don't look at it on the internet, where they have, like, the crazy cables of, like, just whomever went in and, the, like, patch panel down to the switch to just whatever to like a nice you know the not the long cables the nice short and they're all color coded and they have like the um the label maker oh i love a good label maker <laughs> like what the port number was on it so that you if you had issues with it you knew exactly what um port it was going to so um yeah so i just thought we would at least mention that because i was just like i know what that is like that is so satisfying to have that done for you and come in and and actually at my school district the when I first started and started redoing the, the whole thing um the company I had hired he bought he, he came in and he's like I bought a new label maker just for you because <laughs> I know how crazy you are about labeling even in the ceiling and everything and um they were really sweet because I'm actually colorblind and they were really um, good about ordering colored, like black and white and different cables that I could see the color of, so I knew what they were. Um, so I had a really good cabling company. So when you send me those pictures again, I was just like, yeah. <laughs> Ted, Ted, did you uh, post it on cable porn on, um, oh, on Reddit? Oh, no, I haven't done that yet. Yeah, I'm, you got to do that. I have, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm on to, it now. I'm, that's, yeah. that's so satisfying to look at. Because uh -huh. you know, okay, so you know when we were in Austin, we were at that one place and like, it, it, and I saw like the little Unify access point on the wall. I'm like, that's what I'm installing soon. <laughs> and so like, it's it's so cool because like all the switches, like it, they're all in one app on my phone I can look at. So I can like see, okay, port switch number eight port three is being funky i can mess with it like just looking all my phone even it's it's Full so unified nice kitchen, have you? Mm -hmm. yeah it's all unified out all ubiquity out it's very cool, cool. that well, office is unified as well that is ubiquity, a good ubiquity not unified that's a good segue into i wanted to talk about the place we went to in austin um valkyrie so was it was it valkyrie Valor. Oh, Valhalla. Valhalla. oh, okay. Valhalla. Oh, we've been calling it the wrong. I knew that wasn't we right. We called it Valkyrie last Valkyrie. week. We? we did. We're like <laughs> Valkyrie. And we were totally like to that confident that that's what it was called. And I was in there. And afterwards, I'm like, I don't think it was called that. <laughs> yes, that was. Thank you, Ted. That was, we were so excited about that. Um, and that was really cool. Unfortunately, you caught us on a weird day. We were so exhausted. <laughs> We so had we got been, exhausted. We were hungover. Oh, we don't want to say that. <laughs> we want to say exhausted. Um, but yeah, the night before we had been to Pete's Piano Bar, and then we had to get up and work all day, 16 hours on the floor. And so our excitement of going to Valhalla was a little bit tempered by the fact that we were so, all three of us were like, okay. We can do this. Okay. I tried. <laughs> I, did, I tried. I tried. I tried the most out of out, out of us all. Yeah, but you, you know, there, we were we were playing some games for a little bit over there in the, in yeah. the little, in the, little oh. game, the cool. Like, it was really cool about like, say is just they had like this little battle station of like I think it was uh, twelve computers. I like, had six on each side of that you could just like walk up and play for free. It's like 
with you not you don't have to pay for anything. Nice, welcome to Playland. Um, Let me get my login. <laughs> we played Mario Kart. I know that was fun at the bar, yeah. which was an experience. You just sat at a bar and someone, they like slid across, instead of a beer, it was a controller. I was like, it's a silly controller. okay. And there was, <laughs> we played that. Um, and that is where we had the, was it Dorito cheese mm-hmm. sticks? Uh, was it? Oh yeah, it was. Yep. Yeah, it took yeah. Dorito cheese sticks. Mm. The Dorito crusted cheese sticks that I was very, yeah. That place is amazing. So that cool. was a, a very cool experience for us to be able to go Valhallalounge.com. Yes, please check it out. Thank you, Tad, for introducing us to that. That was a, hey. I wish we had been in the first state of, <laughs> trade shows are tough, <laughs> conferences are tough, um, and you just call it. Unfortunately, I hate that the three of us were just so knackered. That we'll, is we'll a British turn. Well, definitely, for sure, on a on pre-conference, like the Monday that it starts <laughs> before all the craziness is. But that place is really cool. I, I liked how they had, like you said, the, the arena for you could just sit down and start playing against someone. Um, and then all the different video games kind of around the bar and then around the walls themselves. Yeah, they had uh, they had like Xboxes, Playstations. I mean, they had a couple of Switch, I mean, Switches are sitting on the side too. I mean, it was like, I walked in because I walked because I had been there, I think, the night before the, I can't remember if that was a, that was a Thursday night, right? Yeah, that was Thursday night. Yeah. And then I think I had gone Tuesday night with another group. Um, with the, it was an esports group, actually, I had met at the conference. Um, and I walked in and was like, I almost walked by. I was like, "Oh, oh, okay, it's right here." And I walked in. I was like, "Oh," <laughs> and, and like and like everything on their menu, like all the drinks and stuff, are all like you know video game named and stuff, like mm-hmm. all the sl- like all the alcoholic slushies and stuff they had, um, like named after like different things. I have a picture of the menu somewhere on my phone. I know. I think because I, I think I sent it to you on the way yeah. when, you, when you we could see so y'all could kind of have an idea what you want to order when y'all got there, and. uh and like it was just like all these like goofy names like I can't, I can't remember the names of anything now because I have I haven't looked at them in a minute but I mean it was it was, it was pretty cool like they had like the drawing stuff on the walls like all this gaming stuff is it's pretty sweet it's a really cool place yeah yeah it was really cool and actually right as we were getting ready to leave they were like setting up for ladies night and they were like don't leave because I was like the only lady in there at the time and I was just like I have to I'm so tired I guess so, like I can't stay like I want to but I just can't. But that was, that was a really cool place. I'm glad that we got to do that. So the next kind of thing that I have, because I, I was ready for to have made notes, you know, oh, and you know, me and notes when I'm excited about something is, this is something I'm going to hand off to you two. So what are you doing right notes? I know, I, I know. I'm trying to be like You've all prepared. professional and shit. <laughs> <laughs> like I told you, I was like a shower did everything. Um, is I'm going to kind of hand it off to you two because you guys are a lot more prevalent as far as gamers. So I thought that you guys would like some time to kind of talk about the games that you're playing right now because I the games that I play are silly. Like, <laughs> No one wants to hear about plants versus zombies in Minecraft. Like, so I thought you guys might want to talk about some of the. Me and Ted are playing similar games, although I don't expect. I expect yeah. Are you still playing Apex? Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. I'm all I've been, <laughs> I've been. Apex has been my has been my life for. I have put. Oh, so many, so many hours in that game. Like I, I, I'm scared to even look at my number here. Like it's 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 ridiculous <laughs> how many hours I put in that game. Uh, I'm currently at 697 hours of my oh, life wow. in that game. <laughs> yeah, I'm nowhere near that on War. I'm playing Warzone a lot every night. Um, yeah. But I don't think I'm anywhere near that. 
See, I got, I got mad at I got mad at, at Activision because, you know, did you do you see how big the installation is for Warzone? Like every time I need to do an update because I have pretty quick Constantly internet. Complaining about it, but I with the last patch, I'm like I'm not gonna play it. Just no, I'm done. I can't. No, <laughs> like that. That I don't know why it just infuriated me so much. Like this yeah. game is 200 gigabytes. Why? Uh, yeah, it's. I, I thought it was 250 now. Is it 250 now? I think it's 250 now. I could Jeez. be wrong. <laughs> I'm sure it's like 250. I mean, they were complaining that old PlayStation 4s or Xboxes can no longer install it because their hard drives are no longer big Oh, enough. yeah, I was about to say, is this like the only game you can play on your console or your PC? Yeah. Like, it's this yeah. or in nothing yeah. else? Yeah, it's, like, yeah. it's like, congratulations, you just bought a new Xbox One. But guess what? You can play one game <laughs> One <now>. game. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you like it. <laughs> I have no, I don't, I don't, where, where does it say on, on here where you can, it doesn't actually say anywhere where, you, where your hours are that you put into it. Actually. Um, no I can't think on there. Activision. I know on, on, on uh, Origin, it's like right there, like in the game library it shows yeah. you. The, the Blizzard's um, thinking Bob's diabolical, to be honest with you. Now, my husband right now is playing The, the Last of Us 2. Is that something either one of you uh, are... I want to play. I... <sighs> I played, I had the first one. I actually had a PS4 sitting right here because I, I bought a PS4 for one game. And that was Horizon Zero Dawn. Great game. It's coming to PC August 7th. I found out literally like five minutes before we pop on this. Um, and I'm very <laughs> excited about that because I will be playing the game again. <laughs> but The Last of Us, and I don't know, I, I, I'm i one of the weird ones. I, I started playing it in like with the controller, if it came on PC, I could pro- I'd probably get it in a shot. Like the last was like the controls, I couldn't play it on on PlayStation, and I don't know why. Like I just I didn't like the control, and like it it was so frustrating to me. It's like I I can't. I'm not now. I'm not. I'm not doing this. And like the story was good. It just kind of like drug on for me a little bit. But like it wasn't a bad story at all. I mean that's what that was like the highlight. Everyone's like, oh, it's an amazing story. But I couldn't enjoy it because I was frust- I was so frustrated to control Mike. <laughs> <laughs> nope, I'm done. Walk away. <laughs> it sounds like the the noises I would hear in the other room with when he was playing. Uh, was it Red Dead Redemption with the horse? It was one yeah. of those that he was just always constantly screaming at the horse. He's like. What, hey, what was the one that you couldn't, the horse was the worst thing ever to control? Was it Red Dead? Yeah, okay. <laughs> I, my husband's over there. Um, but yeah, I just remember it's like, this stupid horse! <laughs> oh yeah, I, I, played, I played Red Dead to, or Red Edition as well. And like, the one thing we have not been able to, to accomplish in all of, you know, the technology we have is horse AI and dog AI. <laughs> because I've had some like, like in, in Fallout, I had, the, you had the dog meat dog that like your companion can get now in fallout 4 if i'm correct i think he's invincible like he can't die but fallout 3 he could and you had to make some very hard decisions as far as like all right (laughs) on your on your save file so i in my experience i was playing on i was playing on pc or on on xbox 360 and we was going there's this one town that has like landmines everywhere well i of course went around it my dog did not (laughs) He ran through it and got blown up, <laughs> and he died. So I was like, "Okay, well, I was I was go back to my last save. Yeah, my last save was an hour ago. 
Uh, and I had just completed a really difficult quest. It didn't auto save, so I was the dog. The the progress. Because <laughs> see, on PC at least, if if something like that, like this, something so bad like that happens, you can use console commands like to revive the dog, the dog or something. But yeah, I chose a dog, and I I I think I didn't even go back and finish that quest. I just finished because I was like, nah, I'm not. This nah. <laughs> one is just annoying. This is like, no. Nope. But you gotta have a dog because you can't you can't have a fall game without a dog. <laughs> so, are there any other big releases that have happened? Because I know, for in my kind of zeitgeist, uh, Last of Us is for me is the biggest one that has been released recently that everyone is kind of talking about. I didn't know if there were other releases that have happened. I mean, I really want to, again. It's another price, annoyingly another PlayStation Four game, and I'm gonna wait till next year. Is Final Fantasy VII? Yeah. The remake. That's the one I want to play. I am desperate, desperate to play that. Didn't they release some of it or um, the remaster? Yeah, they've released the remake, but obviously what they've done is they've only released. It's only like uh, the first. I don't even think it's disc one. I don't even think it's disc one for. Yeah, the I know. I I read they're doing like kind of like in part, like in chapters, like in chapters yeah. in a way. Because like when I didn't understand it until like someone's like, "Oh yeah, well it's not the full game." I was like, "No, it's not." So you paid like forty bucks for hard. I'm not. I'm not too. I'll be. I'll be honest with you. And I did a really. I didn't. I don't like doing this. But I was that desperate. I didn't want to buy a. Um, I didn't want to buy a PS4, and I can't. I can't wait a year for it to come on the PC. So I watched the whole walkthrough on YouTube <laughs> just to satisfy my anxiety for wanting to get it. Mm-hmm. So I watched the entire walkthrough of Final Fantasy VII. And man, it's amazing. Don't be wrong; it's amazing. Mm-hmm. I was just disappointed as to where it ended. <laughs> Have you played Final Fantasy VII? No, no it's one that it's one that I like to I would like to play at some point. But I know, like I've I've kind of like, I've there's a lot of things like that, like where it's like I don't want to invest the money in the game because I don't know if I'll like the play style of it. But I like the, I, I'm I'm a big story person. Like yeah. I like the stories and stuff. It's by far like, it's by far one of my. It's got to be. It's got to be up there as one of the best game gaming stories or plot lines out there, out of all of them that I've ever played. But by far, Final Fantasy VII. That's why it's always had. It's always been remastered and remade. It's because it's got the best. By far, the best storyline. Yeah. Some people will say eight on eight, eight or nine had the best storyline, but nah, no, no, never com- doesn't compare to seven at all. Seven is by far. Yeah, yeah. If you if you haven't played the original, you've got to play the original before you play the remastered. Like I went through, I know, like, and I think I actually went through and watched a good chunk of the store of the of the gameplay of it. And uh, I know I I went through like read like the history, like the different characters, and, like how because like there was one thing I was like, okay, this doesn't make sense. I went and looked up the characters' like entire like history. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Like wiki wiki pages, like like the wikias, like the Wikipedia, like the 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 fandom ones. Yeah, rabbit hole. I literally have spent. <laughs> I don't remember what I, I went to look up something about one character. I think I was watching. I was watching. A, uh, I saw something like of a, a Gundam model. That's what it was. I was looking at this this model. I was looking at buying, and I'm like, "What series was this from?" And so I looked it up, and like, turns out it was like a another like little mini thing of something else, or like a side story that didn't that wasn't ever animated. It's like in a Japanese only manga that you can't get in the U.S. I was like. Oh, but it has like the coolest design of all of them. Like, huh? 
okay. And I think, you know, six hours later, after reading through all the Wikipedia page, trying to find where the thing was, and, like, I, I will go down rabbit hole, and, like, I'm, I look at the clock, I'm like, oh, good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I now know everything about Final Fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> I Google well, rabbit hole's dangerous. <laughs> mine oh, is yeah. YouTube. Like, you'll watch that one video, and then the sidebar, it'll look in, and then, uh, then their sidebar, and then that, and then all of a sudden, you're watching those Indian guys build uh, underground, like, swimming pools in the jungle. <laughs> I watch this all the time. Do you know what I'm talking about? Do you know what I'm talking about? My son is watching now. I'm coming downstairs every morning. My son is watching those Indian guys building swimming With like, they have like a stick and that's it. And and they cleared out and all of a sudden, like 45 minutes later, it is a staircase down into this immaculate with like pool and like, and you're just going. I'm coming downstairs every morning. I came down this morning morning, he's downstairs watching Indian guys building swimming pools. Like underground, like it's the that's a whole. Uh, yeah, those guys must be minted. <laughs> I can only hope that when they cut away, there's like a bulldozer that comes yeah. in and scoops and like, like pulls it to oh, the yeah. side. <laughs> apparently, they get apparently they get paid to actually build them. Apparently, oh, okay. People, apparently, people are paying them to come to their houses or gardens and build them. So they're just recording it and making extra money from all the viewers they're getting on Patreon. Oh my gosh, <laughs> like it's. Like, it's whole, the whole thing is crazy because like they'll go they'll go like you know the one stick and like it's crazy like you know the, they'll, and there's always a pool there's always a swimming pool in there. always a pool every time every yeah. time and like they'll get like these bamboo things like link together like you get water from like i don't know a quarter mile down the road here link it and just have it flowing into the pool and you're just like huh <laughs> How? yeah or those poor guys that have like the buckets and they're like going back and forth yeah. and all of a sudden it's just like this beautiful, you know, underground swimming pool. I'm just like, how is that even, okay, I'm well, going to watch another... like eight more of these because <laughs> now I'm fascinated. I think is as well, for anyone that doesn't know what we're talking about, we will link videos to that. Videos There's that. so many. How do we There's even, so the pick, I mean, I think like, the one that I got me. I guarantee, yeah. if you've got any form of social media, Facebook or anything like that, I guarantee you would have seen these guys. That had if, if you've been living yeah. under, a, if, if you don't have, if you don't go on the internet much, you don't use, don't use YouTube or Facebook or anything like that, you probably won't know what we're talking about. But you've got to watch it. It is fascinating i mean it's everything from i know primitive technology was the one that got me hooked first it's i think he's in belize or brazil i know that's a huge difference but i can't remember right now but literally he's showing how they you know made uh, the he started from i think caveman times and kind of has gone through history and all of his like how they got to the iron age but he shows the progression in each one of his videos of starting fire creating a mud hut like making pottery creating a kiln to like and it and this is and that's the one and then i got into the other ones that are now like kind of offshoots of that of they're cultivating these houses at the middle into just these guys that go in the middle of a jungle and they're with a stick. I kid you not, it is a stick. It is a single stick with like a blade. They have cut a blade on the end of it and they are like scraping the sand away <laughs> in like underground pools that are beautiful and you want to go stay there and, and they also, look amazing. Like, take, uh, they take like mud, like they'll find like they'll start, like they'll look like, I always know like there's always ants. Like it's a certain kind of hive or something they use, like the ants have made. Mm-hmm. They'll take like beat it, and then they'll get and they'll make it bundle. That's like their that's like their coating they put on everything. Mm-hmm. I'm like, where the ants go? 
I mean, that's a right. lot of ants, dude. Like, did you, did you get smashed all? Like, when you're, like, beating, people, beating the crap out with a stick, it's like, I'd be paranoid about ants, like, coming and biting me because, like, you know, some of those ants are huge. Right? Like the bullet ant or something. Like, yeah. So, Ted, one of the things that we talked before, about. Before you, jump, before you move okay. on. Sorry. I just did my thing of going on YouTube and looking at these guys. <laughs> one of their videos, one of their videos that, what, a year ago, 60 million views. <laughs> I'm saying it's 45 it is. million views for the next one, 45 million views for the next one, 27 million views for the next one. And this is just one of their channels, and it's only got 3.1 million subscribers only. <laughs> I mean, they don't talk, there's just a music or soundtrack in the background. It's very ASMR. If you're, it is something that I find is very relaxing if I'm trying to go to sleep. There, there, 36 million views. <laughs> yeah, this is on just... their channel. <laughs> um there's one now that i've gotten to where it's it's these guys going to like chernobyl like in that in that zone have you seen this one where like they're going in like they're trying to rebuild like they have like one little apartment they've gone like try to you know they paint and stuff like they're trying to like you know rough it out in the chernobyl like in the uh what's it called exclusion zone if that's what the Mm -hmm. airport is yeah and like that's just kind of crazy to me it's like you know like they're dodging like all the patrols the guard stuff and it's just like man like this I could, it's like, I could never do that. I'd be, I'd be paranoid. <laughs> the wildlife that has taken over, I mean, they, they, they say that essentially in these areas that because there are no humans, just the wildlife has come in and there's wolves and bears and all these other things that, you know, they're just inhabiting. It's essentially a very large city that was abandoned. Um, and all the, yeah, I've, I, I, there's several of those, uh, different people that have done the same thing. And I think the one that I watched was talking about the different animals that had moved in and they were just like, it was the, um, circus or the fair that's left with the big Ferris wheel. And there's just a bear that just rolls by, you know, and it's just like, cool, Chernobyl bear. That's not dangerous at all. It's a radioactive bear. I'm sure that's a, that's completely fine to be like 10 feet away from, you know, with a camera. So, yeah. Well, you know, they built a massive, they built a huge dome over the reactor now. No, I didn't Absolutely. know that. Yeah, built a great big, huge dome over the reactor to, because it's obviously still, yeah, I, I mean, think it's still pumping out or something like that. Someone along those lines, anyway. But they're putting a dome over it to help quicken the process. But it's going to be thousands of years before it's cleaned up. Thousands, <laughs> unless they caught with some magical technology that magically gets rid of it all. But yeah. <laughs> I mean, radioactive bears is my answer for everything right now. Okay. Like <laughs> superhero origin story, right there. I was attacked by a radioactive bear. I'm a bear man. <laughs> man bear pig (laughs) from old school south park days and then before we start wrapping up um owen i was going to ask him uh, way we're going way back where we talked about as former tech directors people on it support different things we all have kind of our pet peeves when it comes to either helping someone or your favorite support ticket that mm. sticks with you that we have both talked about. And so we said, when we have guests on, we want to ask them this question about is you can do either, or do you have like a support ticket that was so ridiculous or whatever it was that has stuck with you? Or do you have like a particular pet peeve that you're like, this just irritates me so much when people do this. Man, that's, 
I kind of left field. That'd I know. Be a list. There's a list. There's always a massive list. <laughs> you can okay. see, like, he's I, like, uh. I do have one. Okay. Okay. So there's some context. So with, with <laughs> it's when, because I, okay. So I use this phrase. Like, it's a phrase that's popular with, I know, like, the show, the IT crowd. You've seen it where it says, have you tried turning it off and on again? Yeah. <laughs> or in, uh, uh, my brain is like, is goofing on the name. So you have Roy and then the other one. Uh, From IT crowd? Yes. Yeah. What's the, what's the. Uh, oh my God. Uh, <laughs> like, I want you is it Richard Iowati, his character, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, yes. I, so. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can't. I can't what remember what it What is it? I know it. Roy and uh, Jen, Roy and what's the, what's the other one's name? I can't think of his name. Oh my gosh. He has the best line where the girl looks at him and is like, I like your glasses, City, because you can't have them. Yes. <laughs> that and the guy that was the server room guy. <laughs> Richmond. I can remember his name. Oh, Richmond. I loved him. He's Morris. Like, Morris. 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 Yeah. Morris. Morris. Okay. Moss. Moss. Yes. Moss. Okay. So I look because he has the he has what I call the British version of that sentence. It says, Have you tried forcing an unexpected reboot? <laughs> Which I I use that one to kind of mix it up one time. So I, I had it programmed on my, so it's actually, it was on the same keyboard where I have like, I have macro keys. I had like certain things I would type in constantly into support tickets. I have them pre-programmed. So like I have, have you tried turning off in a game program? I have reset your password to whatever the default password for the company I was working at, at the time was. So where I just hit a button and do, 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 type it out for me and go, hit go. So I, that was the most common thing is I literally would use, it was like a catchphrase. Like Roy, Roy mentions the show. Yeah, I say, so it's, it's like a catchphrase now because I literally would almost say that phrase almost every day, if not every other day, to someone. And I would lo- I, I lo- this happened recently. There was a there's a teacher at the school who their computer was just so slow. And I was like, have you have you tried restarting it or anything? She's like, oh yeah, I totally restarted. Mm-hmm. So I went. Up, I opened. So first I did is open Task Manager, look at the <laughs> uptime. It was up for like three months, I think, <laughs> without being restarted. It's like. Okay, let's let's uh, let's restart this real quick. <laughs> oh, look, the problem's fixed. <laughs> like, I just love. Well, I, I that's my I pet peeve. Is like when they don't, that. when they say, "Oh yeah, I totally restarted." Yeah. Did you though? Did yeah. you? Yeah. I love it when I you know you catch him like, okay, see this right here. It's called uptime. You have not restarted. Go to make, going to sleep is not restarting it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, let me just restart it now. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh my bad, man. Sorry, bro. Sorry. And then you feel like you don't want to take credit, but you kind of do. You're like, um, and then they ask you, well, what did that fix? I'm like, okay, there's so many different things that I could tell you about what that fix. Like, I don't even know where to start. <laughs> Let's just start naming every uh, Microsoft system process, shall yeah, we? Yeah, that we're uh, going to clear out of here. Yeah. One of the funniest tickets I had, though, was I was actually still at, I was still in high school. And then uh, I, I was kind of, I was... I was kind of doing my job now because I wouldn't get paid. It was just a volunteer hours. Like I was the assistant, like IT person. Then I had like full admin access. I had rights to everything when I was in 11th grade. Um, and so I was, I was going through, like, I got one of those teachers saying my screen, my monitors is not coming on. I was like, okay. So I, I go down, she's a, she was a second grade teacher. I went to her classroom, went to elementary, went to her classroom. And the first thing I looked at, I was like, I don't think this monitor's plugged in. Like, Cause I've hit the power button. It's not plugged in. And so, sure enough, I just reached behind it, plug it in, hit hit the power, we'll leave, and walk out. Her entire class busted out laughing at her. And I was like, I felt kind of bad. I was like, like, yeah, it 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 wasn't plugged in. And then, like, the class started laughing. And I walk, and I just like, I did that. I'm like, 
I'm out. One of the worst tickets to go to hell. He's like, he's like, I knew it was something simple like that. I'm like, I think, I'm like, my brain's like, I bet one of the kids uploaded this and mess with her. <laughs> she didn't realize it. I think this, Owen and I have had this conversation because we do so much support now being is I always start with, I think it's so many years of doing tech support like that, that I'm always like, is it plugged in? Like, that's my go-to. I don't start with like the, like way far out. I'm always just like, okay, is it running? Is it plugged in? Does it have internet? Like, so many techos, so many techos. Any new techs that come in, they always forget to start with the simple stuff. They're so like, yeah. Guys, well, I'm going to go deep down the rabbit hole. Nah. Mm -hmm. Have they tried switching off and on again? <laughs> yeah. Start with that. Oh, yeah, it fixes it. Yeah. It's got to be a driver problem. I don't, have you honestly, I don't like the have you tried switching off and on again, obviously, because usually if they're phoning you with a problem, you find out what the problem is. But obviously, most of the problems they're phoning you with are it just needs a reboot because it needs a Windows update or something like that. <laughs> so, yeah, I'd, obviously I don't like the, have you tried switching off and on again, just in case it is a real problem. You just need to make sure that, you know, I actually just need to check that this isn't a problem. But it's just a case of looking at the simple things first. So many people forget, so many techs as well. I don't know whether you guys find this, so many techs as well forget to use the event viewer logs mm -hmm. on the computers. The event viewer logs literally can tell you everything, everything. It, paints you, it paints you a picture of what was going on with, with some with, with the computer at the time that it was happening and so many people forget to use event viewer logs I, it amazes me it's it's easily one of the it's not it's not look it's not a fantastic logging tool because there is a lot of junk in there but you can filter out to get what you need yeah <laughs> if someone say if someone says to you my computer shut down unexpectedly. Right, well, I can see quite easily search for that in the event viewer logs. All right, B -side, it was a B-side error. Okay, well, that's, it was, let's have a look and see what caused that. Oh, look, it's that piece of software there that's caused that. Or it's that DLL there that's caused that. Well, why, why is that DLL? And straight away, you're on the path of what, you're on the right route where to look, but you can get, I've noticed some people, they'll go through it and go, oh, I'm just going to rebuild it. Oh, here's a new computer or something like that. I'm just going to rebuild it, reimage it. Or like reimage it, yeah. Just they they reimage it, and then the same problem reoccurs again on another computer down the street, and then it recurs again on another computer down there. And you have to keep sitting there reimaging it rather than actually finding the original problem and saving you hours down the line later on in, in the months months ahead. Instead, now we just reimage it to save time. So it's not saving time; you're actually wasting time yeah. because you're going to be reimaging again in the future with other machines that potentially do it. Find the problem now. You may get lucky and it may never occur again, but it's still worth finding out because you could have a piece of dodgy software that, for example, you could have bought a piece of software and the problem is this company's software is breaking it, yeah. which I, 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 I discover that all the time. <laughs> In our support is having to deal with other people's dodgy software when they're mm -hmm. messing around with our software. So <clears throat> I have a, like one thing that I wish Microsoft would do with the interview. They didn't make it more English because there are some stuff in there that like you click here, like I have no idea what, this stuff is. Like, <laughs> what I see the red. I, cause like I'll go through and make a filter. With, like if I go to event viewer, make a filter, which I call it this. Oh snap. Or, uh Oh, like where it says all the, everything red or yellow, like any caution, any warning, any like critical, you know, it, it's yeah. broken. Um, and like I had, a, I had an issue with my computer here where it was NVIDIA driver just would not work. I don't know why I had to go like, Every once in a while, whenever I'd upgrade, update my NVIDIA driver for my graphics cards, 
I'm always scared because I'm like, is this going to just destroy everything? Because their their drivers, like three or four drivers ago, was like there was one. It was just it would break my computer every time. It's like, alrighty then, cool. Or a Microsoft <laughs> update. Yeah, that's Gosh. like I have one right now. Like I said, my my whenever I hit my start key after like a day or so, my start key will just stop working, and it's in. I have to go in and like reset uh, file, uh, Windows Explorer to make it work again. <laughs> it's just, I just wish I wish I wish they'd make it like because it's it's great if you could read like binary because some of the stuff it, like it'll put out like you know just like zero zero five like a bunch of stuff here's like okay like not every you know computer guy can read that yeah. like give me a more like okay hey this this file here broke everything like give me some more English stuff like, I hate my one another page I guess we'll go <laughs> is I hate useless error messages yeah. Like but that. even when you Google the and you look it up, people are like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it could be like eight or nine different things. <laughs> like blue screen death. There's like 40 bajillion. Yeah, because, yeah. because, of, because of error 8004 0005. Yeah. yeah. Generic error code out there. <laughs> yeah. It could be and one there, of 30 different things. <laughs> and, there's, and like there's one error code that's just like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like there's, there's literally one that says, there was one I looked up. Oh, it was, I remember it was for my BIOS on my mo- or my motherboard has like a little error. Um, like right now it says it says AA. Like it's a little two two digit uh, readout that tells me like the status of my board. There's one that says says reserved for future use. Well, it's here now. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> it's not in the manual. I couldn't look it up anywhere. I'm like, so new motherboard? What were we talking here? <laughs> At some time in the future, you're going to use this, but not right now. Like, no, no, no. <laughs> it's here now. I need to know what it is now. <laughs> and, and Ted, when you were talking earlier about, you know, your kids that you had, I would lovingly refer to those kids that didn't fall into like an athletic or mm-hmm. whatever. I would call them my indoor kids. And I created the nerd herd based off of a television show that called them that. And I remember the first few years I had no one show up. And I finally had my first kid that was my nerd herd. And I, bless his heart his name was literally floyd i will always remember floyd but he came in and he was so gung-ho about it. he's like miss nelson i know everything about every i'm a hacker like i got this you send me out and he was so disappointed in how like 99 percent of the stuff and tickets i would send him out to go fix he'd be like it wasn't plugged in <laughs> i unplugged it <laughs> And he got, like he had this envision of my job and what I did. Like he was gonna be like hacker man. Yeah, I think a and lot. I, I think a lot of people do get that impression. Don't they? <laughs> and I would sit him on the stuff, and he'd come in, and he's like, "Miss," I was like, "Today it's printers." He's like, "No." <laughs> I was like, "Sorry, kiddo. It's either printers, Xerox, or you're gonna replace keys of Chromebooks." <laughs> like, but yeah, I I remember very clearly having a conversation with him. Was like, you know what they show on TV and the movies? It's not like real IT. <laughs> I have two. Uh, I have two workers, uh, student workers, help me this summer, like doing all like the stuff and and like I, a lot because some people I think like IT is very intimidating because you're thinking like you're like yeah it's like you gotta hack mm-hmm. everything, hack the world. Uh-huh. It's like yeah, and a lot of times it's nothing like mm-hmm. that. You might use a command line once ever sometimes for some people depending on you know what what role specifically you have. I mean, everyone thought when I do the IP config that'll look up an IP address and figure like <laughs> I was like oh my god. <laughs> You're, you're so smart. I'm like, it's like I, I I used to do I used to do that on purpose to impress people. Sometimes I put up commands. Or there's there's one thing. It's like root home. Like you type it in and like your 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 command. Because like a lot of like scammers use this one. 
to where it, all it does is it gives you an entire readout of like every file on your computer in the <laughs> command line. There's one command, and so you just like, and like it's just like, whoa. Or like when you start it in safe mode, and it does that like black with the safe mode, and people are like, oh my god, you're totally hacking my computer, and I'm like, yeah, no, yes, yes, I. Am. But and so when like you know when when my workers are like seeing like the stuff we actually do, like you know to get them ready for you know resetting them because I have a. I have a, a MDT server set up that I, I put together my first year there to where we can quickly image computers and get them back out for the ones that, you know, they're brand new or, you know, we need to set up our own or our own certain profiles and stuff. And so they, you know, I had them basically sit in a room to start imaging computers and, and one of them was like, this is very calming. And then one of them, which, because I'm terrible at like, you're talking about the Chromebooks and fixing the keys. I am terrible at that. Luckily, one of my workers has like really small fingers, like had the tweezers, like she was an expert. Like within a day of like fixing keys on the Chrome, we, we have the, the plastic. Oh my god! I hate oh, they're that. terrible. Yeah. Oh. That's when we when we order a new or we order some new Chromebooks that we actually bought this year. So we had to, all the ones we had. Now we have the we were leasing, so we had to we're sitting in the back, and so there were so many with missing keys. And like if it's missing one key, they count that as like a broken or damaged machine. So we have to pay uh, you know the fee for those, and so. Like, like within the first week, my one of my workers has literally earned her entire like wage for the week just in like how much we're saving on sending stuff back. I'm like, yeah, just fixing the that's like girl. high five. Yeah. And and so it's just like so we're buying these new Chromebooks and the thing I made sure they had is they have like that was one thing I was looking for. I think I, I mentioned when we were at when I was at we were at the uh, convention. These have like anti uh, picking keys to where you can't like easily pull a key out of the actual keyboard. Like there's little like stoppers in them. Mm -hmm. I was like. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> For any school that has Chromebooks, I mean, there are a very certain set of mechanical failures that you're going to have. Keys, and oh, the yeah. one that I did the most was replacing screens because kids would put their earbuds or their pencil and shut that lid really hard, and it would crack right there at the bottom. And I got so used to seeing it that every time that they brought it and showed me what it was, it was like, earbud or pencil and they were like earbuds and I was like yeah it was the same thing and replacing you know pulling that plastic off and replacing that screen or uh, just charging cables they take them home their cat ate them or the little pin on the end they jerk them out and the pin would get stuck in it but the LCD screens were definitely the most common of uh, just slamming those lids shut on something and it would crack right there so but keys are I have nightmare. I like wake up in cold sweats of like scissor keys. Like, <laughs> like, like they're so hard to replace. Yeah, like I, I like all the people you know the newer the newer Macs up until this the newest one just came out. They they had that new butterfly switch. So like if a grain of sand or something got it, it just killed it. Oh my gosh! And then they they finally switched back to the old kind of more of the older school style keys, which which honestly I thought felt better myself anyway. Um, on the new 16-inch MacBook I saw that they switched to. I was like, oh, about time Apple took you, what, five years to figure that out? <laughs> Come on, guys. <laughs> yeah, for, for for any schools that are listening, as far as repairing them, repair them in-house. Chromebooks are very easy to repair. You don't need the, the crazy warranties and stuff that is very expensive for them. Um, there's a lot of companies I have, I have made, a, it's one of those friends that we've become very close, but we've never actually met. You know who I'm talking about, Ted, because I introduced you to Lori, um, over the years of repairing these things, because they're actually very simple to repair. Mm -hmm. And at any time I talked to any school district, I was like, you are a very early adopter. What's like the biggest thing you can tell me is like repair them in house. 
Like it's going to save you a tremendous amount of money. Like you can't, they're completely so simple inside of these. Now, if you had like Surface Pros, of course, no, something like that. But Chromebooks, not a lot of parts. <laughs> it's yeah. all just ribbon cables, you know. Um, but cool. So, oh my gosh, Ted, we're going to have you back. Like you're going to come back. Oh, yeah. I'm, well, I'm always down to come back. Oh, yay. I love it. Um, we, this is, we have so many, um, when I, you know, I'm sure you're agreeing with me. I don't know if everyone speak for you, but of people that are in IT and definitely support side of it, we all kind of have the same general things that we deal with and we love talking about it. And you have hung out with us and we all, we're like, yay, Ted, because <laughs> we all share so many similar interests. So I'm, thank you so much for being our guest this week. And of course, we'd love to have you back. Well, thanks for um, having me. It's, it's always fun hanging out with you guys. I love it. Hey, so we got, I mean, oh, I mean, of course, Owen, I, I don't ever know when I'm going to see y'all again, like in person with this deck on pandemic. Uh, yeah. I Are hate that. Next year? Is it Houston or Dallas? Um, Dallas. That one, yeah, Dallas. I think it's Dallas two years in a row, actually, because they Is skipped it? Dallas a year. And the last, when I looked at the date, because I was looking at this actually to, to look at about signing up again, and I saw Dallas two years in a row, I was like, hey. All right. That's close to me. <laughs> and it's a new venue. I, I mean, I'm, I like Austin. I glad we're not going back to nothing against San Antonio. I love San Antonio, but I have Austin. I love Austin for different reasons. It's nice that it is going to Dallas this year, but again, who knows what it's going to be like in February. Um, but yeah. And then traveling. So I so yeah, just, future dates. Yeah. So future. Yeah, yeah, it, is, it is, it is Dallas. Uh, two years in a row. Um, I have told, oh, and did I tell you about the stockyards? Like we've had conversation about uh, if we're going to be in Dallas, I want to take them to the stockyards and all the oh, craziness. Yeah, um, they run, they're legit cowboys that run a herd of cattle through the Fort Worth stockyards. It's like a tourist thing. You go and at certain, I think it's once a day, um, literally a huge herd of cattle, they run through Fort Worth, like across a major part of Fort Worth and you can watch them like with dogs and horses and cowboys run this herd of cattle through the Fort Worth stockyards and <laughs> an amazing experience you're like I'm in a city and that's a lot of cattle <laughs> and I mean there's just a barrier it there's just like a like a like a rubber fence <laughs> it's just like hundreds of head of cattle just running right past you it is and then there's a very good honky tonk down there that i want to take them to um and just be like no no go play <laughs> um so i am i am excited for it to be in dallas this year and so hopefully fingers crossed um, everyone will be able to travel again and we'll be able to, to be in person. So, and of course, Ted is going to be hanging out with us. So okay. <laughs> at that note, we have to do our end stuff. Um, so bear with me, Ted, you know, I have to do all this stuff. Thank you, of course, to our sponsor, Sensor.cloud. It is the first of its kind in remote monitoring and management software. If you are interested in something that is a cloud-based solution for your classroom network and security needs, this is the sponsor of this and 
Owen and I just happen to work for them, and Ted is a customer. For full disclaimer, it's, it's great. It's great. <laughs> full disclaimer: He is a customer. He has been a customer for a very long time. Um, but outside of that, that is not why we asked him to be here. Because we asked Ted because he's Ted, not because he's a customer of ours. So um, you can find us on all of the audio podcast platforms, and of course, we have a YouTube channel where you can find the video version of this. I always forget. What else did I forget, Owen? Golly, you would think as many times as I've done this. Not a clue. I can't remember. <laughs> um, oh, of course, check out our website, uh, Betty and the Yeti. Bettyandyeti.com. Betty and Yeti, but it has hyphens in it, so you might want yeah. to look in the description below because it does have hyphens. I need to change that. <laughs> yeah. And then we do have an email address if you are interested in being on the show or you have ideas for us that you would like for us to explore, of course, respond to that email. That's the part I forgot. Yes! Like, I should write this down <laughs> and have a checklist. But I hope that everyone is doing well and being safe out there. For those of us in, in the States, this is the 4th of July weekend. So I hope that everyone makes good decisions. <laughs> Wear your mask and wash your hands. Well, it's that and like, don't close your hand over the firework because you have fingers, boo. <laughs> like, that's more what I was about. Dad, you know what I'm talking about. How many people lose their fingers on 4th of July? <laughs> Uh, and various a other, a few. Um, so yes, wash your hands, wear your mask. Don't, don't shoot off fireworks at other people. Please just be safe out there, but have a good 4th of July weekend. Oh, and I don't know if you're, you're more than welcome to celebrate 4th of July if you'd like. Well, we can now because <laughs> the pubs are open tomorrow. <laughs> do you think that yeah, will be yeah, something yeah. that they do that they like, everyone's like, for her, for the, because the pubs are open or they're just going to be like, whatever. <laughs> Uh, well, they've got strict rules, uh, so they're opening all the pubs, we've got strict rules, so you've still got to be two metres apart, I think. Yeah, so we've got to be two metres apart. You're not allowed to stand at the bar, you have to be sat down. Most places you have to book to get into the pubs, you have to book a table and stuff. Um, and they're actually also, I, was, I read, so I don't know whether this is true, but they actually recommended that you have to ha use an app to order your drinks. Have you seen those videos about people saying what it's going to be like when they open the pubs and the waitress comes over and she's six feet away and she throws the beer at the guy and he catches it and he's like, thanks love. And it's like half gone. His beer everywhere. That's just when you were saying that, I could just imagine like this lady just walks out into the beer garden and just chucks beers at people and they're all like, thanks. <laughs> But, so everybody out there in the UK, yes, please be safe this weekend because it's Fourth of July. They're opening the pubs. Oh, I, I, I don't. I, just, just pandemonium. Just, just think, right? Just think. Oh we don't want a second lockdown. We don't want a second wave. No. Ask these two guys. <laughs> They're coming through the second wave. We don't want a second wave. If you're listening to this in the UK, we don't want a second wave. Go out there, be sensible, wash your hands, keep your distance, wear your mask if you can. The masks aren't for the benefit, just so people get these confused, the masks aren't for the benefit of protecting you from others, it's to protect you. No, it's to protect others from you. So if everybody wears a mask... Everyone's protected. Everyone's, yeah. everyone's protected. Yeah. Let's just yeah. get that straight. It's not to protect you from others, it's to protect everybody else from you. So if everybody wears a mask, problem solved. Yeah, Ted and I are in Texas, so we know it's been a bit of an issue with trying to convince everybody about that. 
<laughs> now it's a mandate. So hopefully that you don't have those crazy people with those fake cards that say that they can't wear masks and there's no more gunplay about, <laughs> I'm not gonna wear a mask. Just wear, just put a bandana, be like Willie. Just put a bandana, <laughs> you know? If all things, be like Willie Nelson and just put a bandana on. <laughs> but yeah, so I hope everyone is safe this weekend and you will join us uh, next week. So again, thank you Ted so much. It was so good to see you even virtually. Like we haven't been able to catch up since February, which seems, like another lifetime ago when we could actually like touch people and <laughs> go to bars like it just seems weird to like go to restaurants now that's a thing that's you know been traveling but anyway so we will see you guys next week bye-bye bye-bye